0: Previously on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Are you prepared for what you will see if you invite strangers to your home? Well, I generally don't invite strangers to my home. You have like a barbecue Becky kind of situation going on? Yes. Yeah, you don't do social media. He has a covenant. (laughs) You can do what I'm going to do. Sit in a dark room with the lights turned off with a bottle of your favorite brown. Q-tip. Oh, he's got you blocked. I have a sports talk with Devin Wade t-shirt. Can somebody reach out to Q-tip? Find out why he's blocking me. And you wonder why you've literally been blackballed by the Texans. And I've never called a game in the Cotton Bowl. You like fried watermelon or something. I will not, <laughs> sir. Touche. Why we need You're name dropping stadiums right now. This guy wore Dallas Cowboys shirt every single day of the cruise. If you want the old Eli Manning, you got to go back and watch some film. He ain't walking through that door. She's Instagram model of what? Her ass. This
1: is your girl, Jay Renee. Suge Knight did it. You know what? I was hit too.
0: Okay, T.I. has a new video coming out where he has a lookalike of Mal- Trump, with only the jacket. Oh my word. Oh my word. I would not want that he. Carmelo's the cooler. He's the cooler.
1: We believe in change and we're prepared for it with new technique and new approaches. And as for our part, we feel that you're the best pieces of manpower available in this whole region. We're getting ready to have a
0: live spectrum. What we were trying to say, you got to walk home, walk home, walk home. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade Podcast to reach Devin Wade with a question or comment, follow him on Twitter at WaysWord. Be a part of the group on Facebook by joining the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group or liking the page. Welcome to episode 76 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Coming to you solo this time. I tell you what, I was supposed to wait for the fellas, either Kevin Allen, the Silver Fox, Biscuit, or Eddie Robinson. The fellas are all doing their things, a lot of stuff going on. And of course, there's so much going on in the world of sports that I wanted to come to you directly uh, because a lot of things are going on and I have to say my piece and I want to get it out there for you guys. It's been quite a while since. Since episode 75, first and foremost, I want to welcome you guys. And thank you so much for listening to the 75 previous editions and, of course, the sports briefcast. The briefcast, we I think we will try to probably implement something like that. But the big thing that I'm contemplating, and I really need your opinion because I think I'm going to do it. But it, can't, it cannot work unless you guys help out. I may go to a live format where I take phone calls. Now, you guys can help me with that by giving me your opinion. Is this something that you like? Would you rather I just do it the way that I've been doing it, the sports briefs? But I think I'm going to come up with a designated time in the late afternoon, 5, 6 o'clock central, and do a live podcast and take your phone calls, maybe do Facebook Live with contemplating a lot of different things because logistically, just hadn't been able to get with my fellas. Of course, Biscuit is my brother, and we talked about. Uh, him being a, a very active father, a wife, and and I mean, well, your husband and father, his wife and kids, need him very much, and so he has a lot of demands in addition to his regular life. So he stays busy. And my man, the Silver Fox, Kevin Allen, he has a huge couple, of huge basketball weekends. He's big in AAU. He's big with high school basketball down here. So he has a lot of active things that we may hear from in the coming episodes we we may be able to hear from him and talk to some of the coaches and about some of the things that he has going on and eddie robinson is just eddie robinson he's a true renaissance man never seen anybody enjoy retirement as much as he he does because he's active he's a busy busy guy and he's in demand so with that I, i could i just couldn't wait i wanted to come to you guys and i want to remind you guys you can listen to us on ktsuradio.com also you can tweet me at wade's word and pick up the podcast on itunes TuneIn, soundcloud stitcher wherever you get your podcast that's the way to go and it may be spreaker soon if we go spreaker we'll go live i'll give you a phone call a phone number and you guys and plan to meet me maybe twice a week. But again, I want to hear from you guys. You tell me. Because one of the things that I loved about my show in Houston was that we were able to interact and come to you and, and really have conversations with you guys. And really, the callers really made the show. So, and, and really, a lot of the callers made a name for themselves. People began to tune in to hear what they had to say. And I feel the same way a lot of the time. I want to hear from you guys. Of course, it's fun to hear from us as we chop it up. And But I know you guys are in your cars, on the treadmill, or doing whatever you're doing, and you want to chime in as well we may very well give you that opportunity well coming up this episode we have brand new i'm gonna still do the headlines and i may present a counter argument to my ultimate opinion i may play devil's advocate with myself a little bit we'll see how that part goes um, but we'll definitely do some of the a lot of the same things that we do on each and every episode but this episode we'll do brand new we'll hit you with some headlines also, we hit you, we'll hit you with We the People. That's when we take questions. Well, I posted some questions on Facebook. You guys voted on a few of those polls. Uh, on Twitter as well, in different places, I put up my poll questions, and you guys uh, responded. So, uh, We the People is coming up. We're going to do Hero or Zero. At that point, we are going to take time out and hear from our sponsor, CoBank Homes, my man Kofi Bankers. If you haven't called him, you should. If you want to buy a house, rent a house, just see. Just, just see. A lot of times we don't know what we can do, what we can't do. Just call just try it out. See what happens and I'm sure he'll hook you up quite a bit. In addition to that in the second half of the show we'll do balling or falling. I am going to fall on the sword and I'm going to apologize. I have a So, so you know, you hear from people all the time. All the show, I mean, I'm sure many of you guys are sports fans. You listen to various shows. And guys get things wrong all the time. Really, uh, maybe increasingly do they apologize or say, "Hey, I was wrong or they sort of sort of brush over the fact that they were wrong? Well, I am going to make an all out apology, and I want the silver Fox to hear, it. so I don't know when, but he'll hear it that portion of the episode so he can know that he got his just due. Then I'm going to tell you about something that happened to me. <laughs> I really want to give them the Lamont Award, but I, I will digress. I will s- see what I'm going to do with the Lamont Award. We'll, we'll, we'll figure that out in just a minute. Uh, and then we'll hit you with, the, uh, the of course, the Lamont Award and before I let go. But right now, I want to get into some brand new. Brand new, brand new. Well, for the brand new segment, what I do is talk about something that's really off the beaten path, not in the realm of sports. I really almost should not have named this purely sports talk because I am a man of varied interests. I'm a renaissance man of sorts. And being such, I have an opinion on just about everything. I'm kind of a news junkie, kind of political junkie, although that's such a downer for so many people these days. But. I did get involved in the process and I do want to get into that part but I also want to thank all of you who reached out to Qtip from a tribe called Quest to see if he can unblock me. Here's a status report on that hadn't happened yet. Still still blackballed by Qtip. However, I think I the in, with the law of unintended consequences I probably got a few people blocked as well. So Q-Tip is like, I don't know who in the hell Devin Wade is, but I don't get down with him and none of his folks. So we're, we're still working on that. I may go to the next level and see what we can get done to get me unblocked on Twitter by Q-Tip. Again, if you've listened to previous episodes, you know, I don't have anything to do with it. I don't know what the issue was. That's my guy. I love Tribe Called Quest. Hey, I love my wild nail segundo footprints. I mean, you know, stressed out. All of those cuts. I mean, I love, I love a tribe cock. So we'll keep trying. So we'll have to see how that goes. But we certainly tried to make that happen, and the uh, so we'll keep working on that. Whatever nuances you can come up with. I would certainly appreciate that the, pro, the offer still stands. A Sports Talk with Devin Wade t-shirt. And you're going to want those. Christmas is coming up. I'm going to give you an opportunity to buy those. <laughs> so, like, somewhere, some some guy can wait to the very last minute and say, I have no idea what to give my wife or my girlfriend. I think I know. Or my side piece. Perfect side piece gift. Say, hey, look, this is my favorite sports podcast. I got you a shirt to represent The Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Soon to be available. Soon to be available. And I'll tell you more about that as well uh, when that comes. But we're going to make that available to you guys. So I say all of that to say you still get a t-shirt if I get unblocked. Two t-shirts if I get unblocked. So, again, we're working on that to see if I, in fact, can get unblocked. Now, the other thing was this is election season. Everybody knows everything that's going on. Many people run from the headlines. Many people are really, really not feeling this entire thing because the news is so dreary. You can feel hopeless or uh, maybe not even hope. Even if your guy is, is doing his thing, I don't think too many people are happy one way or the other. This is a cultural war of attrition and voting is, you know, the election is coming up. People have their first chance in two years to make a big national statement. And I voted, and I have to tell you this: it, I went early, voted into early vote, and the line was long, which is encouraging. It's really, really encouraging here in the city of Houston. And of course, there's a big race here. I, I won't get, I won't bore you with the details, but I did get in, and I pushed that button so damn hard. I don't know. I think if you can equate this, I don't. Do you remember back in the day for those of you who are old enough? how you would just slam the phone down. I am so sick of you. I'm going to break my own phone because I, I just want you to feel the energy, even though no one could. I want you to feel the energy of me slamming the phone down. Well, I slammed my vote down, and the people looked at me, and I roused some interest, some suspicion. People didn't know what was going on. But, yeah, I pushed the button, and I pushed it hard, and I read and reread. I double, triple checked my ballot. Look for any kind of uh, any kind of tampering devices on there. And, but I made my vote and I, my voice was heard. We'll see what happens when the chips fall. Either way, it's going to be uh, an interesting little bit here. And, but I do say that to say this. Please, please, please get out and vote. I mean, it really, I mean that. We have to be engaged and involved. Everybody. Because, again, the majority rules. And for so long... The majority, well, not the majority, but a, a large a contingency has been apathetic, and we don't want that. We do want educated voters, but I mean, good luck with that. But in lieu of that, just vote, vote, get out, vote, say that somehow you're interested, and I, I just encourage you to do so. I felt good doing. It. I felt good every. I feel good every time I do it. Sat in front of me was a first time voter. He was like, "Well, you know what." My co-worker just kept giving me a hard time, so I decided that I would vote. So, with that, he voted. I'm glad whoever that coworker was, he or she did that thing because he voted. I'm not sure he knew what election he was voting in. I'm sure he did not know what he was voting for, but he was there. Now, again, we can... Once we get everybody involved, we can refine the process to try to educate those voters. But let's start baby steps, baby steps. We have dropped out of the process so far with such an unengaged uh, uh, constituency. You just want to get people back in the game. Once you're in the game, just like anything else. Because again, people love to vote. They love to vote on the the taco of the week, or they love to vote for their favorite love and hip hop, whatever. I'm sure biscuit. If they had an election of sorts, I'm sure biscuit is voted in that. But whatever it is, people like to vote, and they like to have their voices heard. We see it on Twitter each and every day. Let's see it at the ballot box. So with that, want to get into some headlines. Well, in headlines, the trade deadline came and went. And, boy, there's been a lot of significant movement. I don't know how much attention I always pay to the trade deadline, but some big-time receivers, uh, some relatively big-time receivers made moves today. Golden Tate going to Philadelphia. I know that they have problems with their running game. I get. I mean, Golden is the kind of guy I would love to have on my team in any situation because – He's about that life. He's a serious, serious football player. You know, my favorite play is back when he was with Seattle. I hate that Seattle had to let him go. But back when he was with Seattle, the block he placed on Sean Lee of the Dallas Cowboys, I mean, again, that probably would have got him kicked out of the game these days. But he is about that life. He brings the energy and the tenacity that I think is a good thing for any NFL team. And the Eagles, they have just as much of a shot as anybody in the NFC East. We'll talk a little bit about that as we move forward. But in addition to that, Demarius Thomas from the Denver Broncos changed teams. He uh, comes to the Texans. And I am—I have to sort of move, remove my sort of disdain for the Texans when I talk about this move. I think obviously the move is a good move for them. It's a temporary move. I, I think you give up a fourth-round draft pick. Well, you know how the Texans draft, so you didn't lose much there. This is a one-year rental, a half-season rental. He is owed $14 million next year. No way that he would be the kind of guy that they would pay that kind of money to. I say this. When you look at and I think if you listen to the podcast or the show previously, we went into this whole thing about comparing Dez Bryant to Demarius Thomas. That's the receiver he's closest, uh, he's most closely associated with from a number standpoint. Now, Dez is out of the league. You could have got him for a ham sandwich and, and some hot fries. You could have got Dez Bryant and not give up the fourth round draft pick, but he doesn't fit in with the persona of the team. Both of those guys really are sneaky. They sneaky drop the ball. They sneaky will will have, have a lot of drops. But I think DeMarcus Thomas is something that the Texans needed. Obviously, they think that they can make a run at least to the playoffs in that horrible division. It looks like they can because you look at Jacksonville. They get rid of Fowler, the the defensive lineman. He's going to the Rams, and all of a sudden, the defense that you thought on paper was absolutely incredible. Gets better, even though they haven't performed up to the level we thought. Adding Fowler as a pass rusher, that is going to be a big, big deal for the LA Rams. And again, I don't know what's going on with Jacksonville. Maybe they're trying to Change something in some dynamic in the locker room. I know his contract is expiring, or and so they think that they're going to lose him anyway. Same thing with Golden Tate. Same thing with Demaryius Thomas. Nobody wants to pick up that $14 million option. Nobody will, not the least of which are the Houston Texans. So, Golden Tate changes his hand. Demarius Thomas, Fowler, uh, of course, Amari Cooper a week ago. And we're going to talk about him and a few others. Haha Clinton Dix and Ty Montgomery both gone from uh, the Green Bay Packers. And we, we kind of know what happened with Ty Montgomery. He wants to run the ball out of the end zone and really make a selfish bonehead play. Well, hey, we got you. They were going to cut him anyway, but now they got a seventh-round pick, which is, hey, that's just a throwaway. So uh, with that being said, a lot going on in the NFL, and we have to figure this thing out. We have to figure out what's going on in the NFL in the second half of the season. I can tell you this. I don't know. How do we feel about parity? I I asked that question in in the briefcast. I'm not sure how much I like it. I think there's some matchups I I seriously want to see. There are a few teams that I'm rooting for. But, you know, obviously you want to see Kansas City and and see what they can continue to do. I think I bet against them for the first time over the last couple of weeks. I bet on them to lose. If you care, the NFC East, we want to see how that shakes out. And, you know, the North is – I mean, everywhere across the board. North four and three, four and three, three and three, uh, three three and one. Uh, Minnesota four three and one. Detroit Lions three and four. Realistically, anybody can come out of that situation. And what this allows, with such parity, this allows teams like Jacksonville and the AFC South to turn things around. The Texans are two games uh, two games ahead of them, and they beat them head-to-head. But they still have so many more conference games to play, or division games to play, rather. Texans have three more division games. Uh, they're the only team to play three division games. The other teams have four, division, four or five division games left. So we'll see how that shakes out. I'm not excited about anybody in that division. But if you're the Texans, you say, well, hey, we're in the game. Will Fuller just went out, who, by the way, is probably a guy that I would probably looked apart ways with here in the near future he just can't stay healthy and it's unfortunate because the guy can't extend that defense and he really applies pressure and it frees up things for deandre hopkins so we'll have to see what demarius thomas can do for this team and i mean i mean anybody can win that division i still think jacksonville can come back and do it and i will say this Andrew Luck has looked increasingly good week in and week out. They've won two in a row. He's looking better. They're throwing the football around. He's finding his guys. Doyle, his receiver, they, they beat Oakland. And uh, But we'll get into that division. We'll get into more Texans talk as well. In the NBA, a lot of surprises in the NBA. Milwaukee, 7-0 on the season. 6-1 uh, and one for Toronto, 4-1 and one for Blake Griffin and the Detroit Pistons in the West. Of course, Golden State is expected. Denver Nuggets. All of a sudden, for w- w- whatever reason, people have come out of Woodwork and said, oh, I think that they, with their depth, they're the second best team in the West. Well, A, there's no second. It doesn't matter who the second best team in the West is because you have Golden State. Golden State on the season 7-1, and one, and Clay Thompson just hit a NBA record, 14 three-pointers, and didn't even play the last, uh, what, 17 minutes of that basketball game. So, you know, second is the first loser in the West because nobody's coming out of the West. Not the Rockets. Rockets off to a horrible start. They're 1-4 and on the season. No interior defense. Harden is banged up with a a hamstring. I don't know. We don't know what's going to happen with them. In addition to that, Oklahoma City is 1-4. and 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 that's a team that's disappointed. The L.A. Lakers two and five. So the way the West looks now is not the way it's going to look. But the team that's most impressive and most surprising are the Denver Nuggets, San Antonio, San Antonio, Utah. I mean, New Orleans is a team. I, I have to say this: New Orleans is my favorite team to watch. I like Meritage and and AD and Drew Holiday. That's my team. Each one more. I, I like them. I like them. I, I mean, I like the Rockets. I. I I like the Rockets. I like the Rockets, and we'll just leave it at that. Um, but again, we'll have to see how it shakes out in the East. We have to see who's who's serious. We've seen Tyloo get fired, which it's probably a relief for him. But that shows you how irrelevant <laughs> NBA head coaches seem to be. I mean, like who, who cares? I mean, if you had a horses, you can run. Ty Lue had the horses, went to three Eastern Conference Finals, and went, I mean, went to NBA Finals, and and won a title, and all of that. And he owns six now that his main horse is gone, and he's gone. So, and conversely, the Lakers that seem to be able, try to be able to find themselves, they haven't been able to find themselves, and and LeBron sort of, I don't know, he kind of said, "Well, hey, you don't want me to lose my patience, the benevolent." LeBron hadn't lost his patience with this young team that's just getting together and you can make a case that he showed us some of the blame in that situation. so we'll see what happens with that. Oh going back to the NFL, this fiasco in Cleveland. Hugh Jackson, Todd Haley cannot get along can't get along, can't work it out. Don't know what that's about. you know, a lot of the rumors were Haley's trying to sabotage Hugh Jackson. Even in hard knocks, you got a sense that, oh, okay, well, you know, all right, he has has put his foot down and tell him what it really is. Uh, Now, again, that's how it goes. That's that's just how it goes. And, you know, Haley was like, well, I think, you you know, so you could kind of see briefly just a glimpse, and I don't think that that was indicative of anything that happened later in the season other than maybe just a smidge. But those two didn't get along. And Haslam and the, and the ownership and the, the GM, they got rid of both of them, which was so stupid when you have a rookie quarterback. And I just don't know what Cleveland really thought that they were supposed to be. I, what do you think that you're supposed to be? Obviously, you wanted to win more games. Right now, you're sitting at 2-5-1. and one. You're looking at a situation where early in the year, Tyrod Taylor and, and that team put you in positions to win a couple of games. But you got a tie in Pittsburgh because you couldn't get your kicking game right. You lost the game at New Orleans. Now, let's just on paper, let's look at this situation. You play the Steelers. Steelers are a team that many people, including me, thought were the favorite to go to the Super Bowl. So there's that. Then you have the New Orleans Saints on the road. I mean, you pencil that in on paper as a loss. I mean, let's just get real. On paper, that's a loss. You beat the Jets. You go and lose to the Raiders. But they tell you that the officials made a mistake. So you you make a huge – they make a mistake, cost them the game, because they really should have had a first down. And then I think it was a penalty that didn't get called, that should have been called. You should have been beat the Raiders. You didn't. Bad break. Don't put that on you, Jackson. Put that on the NFL, okay? So you give your guy a pass on that one. Then you beat the Ravens. Now, the only time you really, really lost, you lost to the Chargers. Even against uh, at Tampa Bay, which many people thought, if you get good quarterback play there, could be a playoff team in the NFC South. You you lose to them, twenty six twenty three. You and then you go to Pittsburgh and get blown out. And then there've been complaints about the the offense and Todd Haley was on the hot seat. I mean, whatever was going on behind the scenes, it was a mess. But you had to keep one of the guys, and I go Hugh Jackson. I mean, you let you go through all this whole trip with him. And then you fire him when things have turned around. Now, again, you have to be realistic. I don't know how myopic they are in Cleveland, but that was a really raw deal for uh, Hugh Jackson. And I know as an offensive mind, he'll get another shot in the NFL. Haley will, too. These guys, I mean, these are career, these are lifers in the NFL. But I really grew an appreciation for Hugh Jackson. A lot of people kind of didn't take him serious because his first coaching job was with the Oakland Raiders. And you know, you say, Oh, well, Al Davis is seen out. He hired this guy. Who knows, you know, why? But Hugh won his first game in Houston. I was at that game. Andre Johnson got mad and stormed off the field. There was a late interception, and Hugh Jackson cried as they won the game the day after Al Davis died. And then you see him on Hard Knocks, how he handled his guys, how he handled his coaches, how he handled the death of his mother, which. Again, that sort of resonated with me personally. So, you know, you hope that he lands on his feet, and obviously he got paid. He'll he'll coach again in the NFL. So I just think that that was a raw deal, and I would probably think that he will not get another shot as a head coach, unfortunately, because, again, you're with a horrible franchise that just ensured that they will continue to be horrible because you have no guidance for a rookie quarterback. Now, you know, I heard, uh, what is it, one of the guys, one of the major guys, Saying, well, hey, he made a mistake by not starting Baker Mayfield out of the gate. Understand this. He did the exact right thing with that situation. And I will tell you why. Because you just got through dealing with the diva, Johnny Manziel. You just got through dealing with that. And you gave him too much too soon. He couldn't handle it. These are two different guys. Some similarities in how they move. I'm not going to say they're exactly the same. You know, Manziel was on some other stuff. But still, you don't want to give a guy like Baker Mayfield the keys to the car right away. Humble him. Let him watch a veteran. Even when we saw that in hard knocks, hey, Tyrod Taylor's doing his thing. What are you doing? And, you know, of course, Baker Mayfield, he's easing on into the facility. No, he wasn't the first guy. Tyrod Taylor was. You know, you teach him about professionalism and hey, how you have to earn something. And I can tell you that was a cross the board and a a organizational decision. So to say that Hugh Jackson messed up because he should have started baking from the beginning, I think he did exactly the right thing. They caught a couple bad breaks, but that's what you do when you're in Cleveland. You catch bad breaks. And unless you are I guess LeBron, who can win a championship. With that, let's go to a segment that we call We the People.
1: We the people.
0: I got to make the world right. This is where we get with the people the and post a question on Facebook, questions on Facebook, poll questions, and see what you guys have to say. Well, the first question, I don't know what order these were in, but let's go with this one. Because three of these are Rockets. Well, two of these are Rockets questions. One is a Texans question. And one is a Lakers question. Let's start with the Lakers. Lakers, are they overrated? Well, to the tune of 60%, people said yes. 40% said no. Now, again, what does overrated mean? See, that's the crux of the question here. What does that mean? Does that mean people don't think that highly of them so they're not overrated or do you you know you individually think well hey other people think they're great i don't think they're that good i think what your expectations are for the los angeles lakers will dictate your answer to that question i think people think highly of the lakers and i do think that they are overrated i think they have young great young talent I, you got all these veterans i don't know i mean so far land stevenson has done some work rondo aside from spitting in the face of chris paul or allegedly or whatever intentionally or otherwise but he other than that he's been great lonzo ball has come around kuzma has come around uh, like all of these parts ingram when he's in which he should have got more games but that's a different question uh when he's in he's good, yet, yeah, they haven't been able to win any games, where they've won two, two and five, so uh, are they overrated? Yeah, they're overrated because I think some people think lebron you know really is you know the guy that can take them to the Western conference finals. I don't think so, I really don't, and now they'll be better than where they are now, no doubt about that. I'm looking at a three or four C. Maybe it's low, maybe lower than that. You just have to wait and see how these things shake out. When you look at the Western Conference, okay, you expect the Rockets to get back in the game. You expect teams like San Antonio to be up there, maybe. With The Rosen's playing fantastic, by the way. Denver came kind of out of nowhere, for me at least. And then you have other teams like Portland, OKC. Uh, you, you thought you know some other teams might jump up minnesota we don't know what the timberwolves will do and let's see if it shakes out if they win more games jimmy butler is like okay well hey i think i'll stay so the question i answer the question like this i think they are overrated uh but 60 percent of you guys said yes they're overrated 40 percent said no speaking of the aforementioned jimmy butler the rockets reportedly offered four number one draft picks for jimmy butler now that sounds fantastic until you realize mm, not so much and, and until you realize i mean this could be a lose-lose situation four number one draft picks first of all as the rocket trading for jimmy butler is that a good thing or no and by a 87% margin. People said, no, don't trade with Jimmy Butler. 13% said yes. So I think that boils down to, does he feel a need that this team has? I think what he does give them, if he comes, is an, an, a, a, an intensity, a sort of a, a defensive, a, sort of a nastiness that you lose with a Ariza and by Amute, when you lose those guys and those the guys that kind of do those thankless things that your team needs defensively, although that's sort of an endangered species in the NBA these days, I, I think you have to have a gutsy guy. But Butler doesn't fit exactly what the Rockets need, and eighty-seven percent said no, I don't make that deal, and asked a different question about uh, that Rockets deal, uh, sort of reported deal, uh, were for uh, four first rounders too much? Well. 63% said yes. 3% said no. Now, I understand those draft picks would come at the end of the first round. And, you know, not much there. they slim pickings at the end of the first round. So, although, yeah, it's a lot theoretically. It's not really a lot if the Rockets had the kind of success that they think they're going to have. So, so, there's that. Uh, now, the final question for we the people, the Texans, are they real contenders? And I pose it like this. Are they just beating up on bad teams, or are they the real deal? 73%. Now, understand, I'm in Houston, where in any fan base, they could be a bit myopic and, and really kind of believe in their team uh, in an unreasonable fashion. 63%, actually 73% said, no, they only beat bad teams. And while the other, um, what, 27% said, yeah, they they're the real deal. Well, let's see if the Mar- Marius Thomas helps them become more of the real deal. But let's look at who the team has defeated. They beat Jacksonville. That's three and four on the season. They beat the Colts. where the Colts just should have been a tie in that situation. Colts did something stupid and gave them the game. So, bravo, you take that. You take the breaks where you can get them. You beat the teams you got to beat. You beat the four and four Dolphins, and you beat the two and what, six now. Two and six Bills. And you beat the Cowboys that are three and four. You haven't beat any playoff team. I don't think any of those teams will be playoff teams. I don't think any of those, any of your five victories are playoff teams. Now, of course, I, if you look at the rest of their schedule, doing what they've done, this puts them in a position to get to nine and seven if they don't go back to looking like the team that started out 0-3. You have wins. What I, I looked at, and this is how I assess it. Wins against the Titans and against Cleveland, against uh, the Colts, and against the Jets. That'll give them nine wins. Losses against at Denver this weekend, at Washington, at Philadelphia. And let's say Jacksonville rights the ship and beats them. So that's sort of what you're looking at. Is that enough to win the division? I would say probably. Uh, they'll be right there in the thick of things. I, You know, again, you hope Jacksonville can get it together doesn't look like they are. It looks like they're going backwards instead of forward. But we'll have to see how that goes. So uh, that's how you guys answer those questions. I will pose more of those questions on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page. And the group page on Facebook so you can look for those and then also not only vote, give me your feedback. I'd love to hear from you guys. It's an interactive thing as much as it can be now, and it will be even more so, I think so, in the near future. With that, let's go to a segment that we call Hero hero. or Zero. Drop
2: that zero.
0: Now this is where I get normally get my co host, whoever that is a choice about a player, team, or situation, and they tell me if it's a hero or a zero. First up, Chris Paul. Now, we didn't get a chance to really talk about this, but he's been a really hated guy around the NBA, and nobody seems to be able to figure out why, but he's not very well liked. But is he a hero or a zero? Now, I have said in previous podcasts that I'm not the biggest Chris Paul guy. Just not a, a huge Chris Paul guy. But if you look at what he's done in the community, and let me say this, I'm biased because he is repping Texas Southern University. That's where I have on KTSU that's where I have my, my sports talk show and the Friday Express. He reps them hard, and I really, Really appreciate that. So that sort of gives you a little bit of, okay, yeah, he's a good guy. And then he did the thing for charity last night. Good guy. Great guy. Rep Prairie View A&M tonight in his gear before tonight's basketball game. Great guy. Good guy. Good, well, commercial. He's a friendly face. Uh, Well, You can welcome him into your home via the, uh, what is it, State Farm commercial. So it seems to be a good guy. A teammate i don't know i don't know it depends on your perspective but a lot of guys don't like him so is he a hero or zero although i would love to discuss that with any of you guys and i probably waver this is probably 50 I'll say he is a hero because in the community, he really does good work. Is he a hero on his team? I, I don't think so. I really don't think he is. I don't think he is at all. And But Harden seems to listen to him, so there's that. And, and LeBron is his bestie for whatever that's worth. I mean, you know, and he and Carmelo are tight, and they all go on vacation together. So though there are those things. But outside of the locker room, he's a hero. Undeniably, he's a hero in the community and raising funds. He's a family guy. He's a hero. In the locker room. Uh, know about that one. <laughs> so next up, Jameis Winston. Can Jameis Winston be a playoff quarterback in the NFL? Is that a hero thought or a zero thought? Man. I tell you what, there are a lot of people wrong about a lot of quarterbacks these days. He's number one overall. Pick. Can't get it together. I was not very nice in some of the things I said about him. And I mean, so it goes. That's that's how that goes. That just that's how that happens to go. But I'll say this. He still has a lot of talent. Can this guy be a playoff quarterback in the NFL? Is that a hero move or zero move? I'm going to say hero move. I I think that can be a hero. He can be a hero in that regard because I think he needs to change the scenery. And I think that he has the talent. I just think that uh, Dirk Cutter will be out in Tampa, but I think that they need to move away from him. Maybe he needs to move on, be humbled by being either cut or traded for next to nothing or whatever. Whatever they do with him. I think that they need – he needs to change the scenery and he needs to grow up a little bit more if if he's, if he's he can. And I think that he can. I would like to see him on a team with really solid veteran leadership. I don't know what that would look like, but he needs to be with guys that can tell him what to do. You come in there with that lotty-dottie and all that's fun, but are you doing the little things? He turns over the football way too much, and that's an issue – and I think if he can get with the right coach that can that's not going to baby him or treat him like a blue chip, <laughs> you know, if he can get with the right teammates, that'll stay on him. I think that that's a hero move. I think that he can have playoff success on another team. And finally, Le'Veon Bell. As of this minute, he is still not reported. But this entire second half of the season, is Le'Veon Bell a hero or zero for this Pittsburgh Steelers team, I am going to say he is a, oh, this is tough. I'm going to say that Le'Veon Bell is a hero, reluctantly. I mean, I love what James Conner's has done. I love what he's doing. I think that he's doing what he can do. But I think Le'Veon, I think the team will feel better having him there. I think the guys will feel more functional. I think that he can add a lot to the passing game out of the backfield. So I think that, yeah, he could be a hero for this team. Is that enough? I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel good about the Steelers like I used to. I don't feel good about – although Big Ben has been rolling – had a win against Cincinnati, then they won this, this past week against Cleveland. Uh, I think that when the temperature starts to drop and the get, weather gets worse, you have a two headed monster now, much in the same way as New Orleans uh, with Kamara and Ingram. Maybe you can give Connor his respect and uh, work bail in slowly and add something. So, I, you know, we'll have to see. If he doesn't report, obviously he's a zero. I could be wrong about that. But if he does, I think that he can be a hero for this team although i'm oh man i'm not comfortable saying any of those things with that want to hear from our sponsor Cobank homes my man kofi bankers he uh will definitely give you information on how to buy sell or rent a home in the greater houston area and if you're not in houston if you just want somebody to talk to about real estate he's your guy great guy family friend He's a good, good guy, and he'll give you this, you know. He'll be honest with you. He'll, he'll tell you straight up. And, uh, again, that's a, a really, really uh, good way to sort of inquire. I and mean, stick your, your your big toe in the swimming pool of home, uh, home ownership or home rental or whatever. Just give him a call. More information on him. And we'll hear from our DJ, DJ Wayne here, doing his thing, as always. Hey, man. We really enjoy him. Thank him so much for that. Second half of the show is coming up. This is episode 76 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast on KTSURadio.com, iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and wherever you find your podcast.
2: Sports Talk with Devin Wade wants to thank our sponsor, Kofi Bankus and CoBank Homes. The vision at CoBank Homes is simple. And it stems from the belief that clients can trust CoBank to guide them to realize one of, if not the single largest investment decision they will ever make, their home. CoBank simply looks to build lifelong relationships through service. They do this by using faith, knowledge, and technology to guide clients through the process of achieving their real estate goals. Be it buying, selling, or investing in real estate, contact KoFi at 832 757 757. Seven nine five zero. That's eight three two seven five seven seven nine five zero. Cobank Homes through Keller Williams.
1: I concentrate, don't make me blank, okay? Okay. I get in that zone and mode for real. I broke the bank, okay? Big bad. I blew honey some Buffalo Bills. I Ooh. work too yeah. hard, okay? Cushion the jaw, okay? Yeah. Coring, you okay?
2: What you yeah. can't With the shots, okay? can't yeah. wait They get you shot, okay? Ain't got no law. Like man. man. Yeah. They ain't no fashion. Said ride him, man.
0: Welcome you back the blood to blood blood episode 76 blood. of the sports talk with Devin Wade podcast rolling solo and that's fine we can get through it I mean I, I can change it up I, I've done shows by myself over a, a period of time I mean I did have the luxury of having phone calls because I love to interact I mean, I love, I love to give my opinion and I love being heard, but I also love the back and forth because I learn things from you guys. So, uh, we can get into some of those things when I set up the phone calls and you guys will be able to, to call me and do Facebook live or both. So we're not done. We're, we're just expanding here as we approach, uh, what, we're close to 80 and then not far down the road, 100 episodes. We'll have to see how soon we can get there. We could get there really quickly if we start doing two or three episodes a week. I just need to know that you guys are going to roll and rock with me. If you rock with me and you're going to do that and you're going to be there for me, I will be there for you. So we have to have a sort of a social contract. If we, If I roll hard, you guys roll with me. Or you tell me, hey, we ride with you. And when you tell me that, I will expand and give you more content because, hey, man, we could talk about stuff every day. There's so many things that we've missed out on. I would love to get into those things uh, on a daily or, uh, you know, bi-weekly or whatever. Uh, so, you know, you let me know. You let me know and I will act accordingly. Well, I want to get into something new, something that I have not. I probably have done this in some shape, form or fashion, but I want to. Apologize. I
2: apologize.
0: Believe
2: me. Oh, believe me I, do. I apologize.
0: Yeah, that's right. I, I wanna say I'm sorry. Now I have ridden hard for two quarterbacks born. this season. Now I'm not saying that they're my favorite, and I'm not saying that they're MVP material. We know who those elite superstar quarterbacks are, but I have gone hard for Eli Manning. And I've gone even harder for the guy that I'm apologizing for, Blake Bortles. Because I came out and I said to you guys that after the New England game, I thought that Blake Bortles was the real deal. And he had taken a step forward. He had turned the page. And he was going to be the kind of quarterback that could get this team to the Super Bowl. Some of the throws he made, some of the things he did against New England were outstanding, were just absolutely fabulous. And I thought, hey, I thought my guy had turned the corner. Well, Jacksonville ain't going to compete for the AFC because of Blake Bortles. Now, again, uh, let me say this. Uh, you know, I was wrong about him, and I apologize for him. So he's he's average at best. But let's let's defend him a little bit here, okay? Last week he did in the London game, which that's a whole nother subject that I want to get into on another episode. Last week in London, 24 for 41 for 285 yards and one touchdown. And they lost. And they lost the game on the road. So not an awful game, but you didn't win. So, okay, there's that. Now, let's look at some of where he ranks. He's 22nd in yards per game. He side for 4th with 8 interceptions. He's 30th in completion percentage with 60.3. Now, that's that's a big deal. All of those things tell you why he's bad. But let's put this in perspective. He's lost his top two running backs. Fournette is not there. And they, they had Chris Ivory last year. Now that you have Yelding on the team, more of a third back guy. And now you have Carlos Hyde. He's just getting acclimated. He's not fully, you know, he's not what he's going to be for that team. I don't guess. We'll see. But no Fournette. And you need Fournette. For if you have Fortnette, everything else will work for you. And he needs that. He desperately needs Leonard Fournette. And he also has lost two of his top four wide receivers. So he's he not he doesn't have a full tool shed to do his thing. And he's not the kind of guy that can do it alone. I was wrong. Kevin Allen, Silver Fox, I was wrong about Blake Bortles. He's average at best. I still think this team can win the division, but he hadn't turned the page. And they'll have some uh, tough decisions to make about their quarterback position as well. But for Blake Bortles, for me saying that he was going to lead them to the AFC Championship and, and maybe a chance to go to the Super Bowl, for that I apologize. Next up, let's go with balling or Fallin'. That's where I give you a name, clear, a situation, and you tell me and I'll tell you if they are ballin' or fallin'. First up, are the Texans Super Bowl contenders? Now, I, somebody else could have made an argument. Biscuit could have made an argument. I don't know. Somebody could have possibly made an argument for them balling. And I think you can if you say any team when it wins five in a row. I don't care who you beat in the NFL. You you won five in a row. That's balling. But as a Super Bowl contender, nah, Not even close. Not even close. That's why if they hadn't made a, a trade, wouldn't have bothered me in the least. If they had not a, a really – you know, done anything to bolster the receiving court wouldn't have bothered me. Still have offensive line issues. The running game is inconsistent, although Lamar Miller's starting to pick it up. He's not a guy you can count on. He's not a Kareem Hunt type of guy, not an Ezekiel Elliott, not a healthy Leonard Fournette. Uh, but he, he is starting to pick up, and he's starting to do some work. I've told you guys since the beginning of the season, Deshaun Watson is a X-Factor in the entire NFL. And if they can keep him upright, he's a very, very special NFL player. He's the reason why all of this is going on. It's him and, and Hopkins. I mean, obviously, the defense has played well. You look at uh, Javion Clowney, he's playing well. J.J. Watt is playing well, but can these guys beat somebody? Got to show me, and I don't think they can, so I'm going to say they are falling. Next up, Amari Cooper. Is he a a savior for this Cowboys season? How much will this help Dak Prescott and that Dallas Cowboys offense? Is he the end-all, be-all to helping them make the playoffs? Is he balling or is he falling? I say, hey, man, he's a nice asset to have, and he will help some things, but he won't help him get to the playoffs. So from that standpoint, he is falling.
1: I keep on falling.
0: Now, you they're trying to – I give him credit. I give Jerry Jones credit. He's trying to get those guys every opportunity to be successful. I think that he messed up with the whole Dak Prescott. Didn't see Jason Witten show uh, – didn't see that one coming. And that's a safety valve for him. You, he says, well, hey, we haven't had a number one receiver. Well, I don't know if Amari Cooper is the guy I like that anyway. But what he can do is open up things for your other sort of no-name receivers, Cole Beasley and the like. I, I think he can do that. But to lead them to the Super Bowl, they are falling. Finally, the Milwaukee Bucks winning the Eastern Conference is that a balling idea or a falling idea? Now, I think they can. You can have that discussion. I think you definitely can have the discussion of, uh, hey, where are they in the grand scheme of things? Uh, can they? Can you talk about them as an elite team? in the nba uh east at least in the nba eastern conference conference wide open how much do you believe in philadelphia how much do you believe in boston how much do you believe in in uh, toronto uh philadelphia all of those teams up at the top do you believe in any of them or detroit even Uh, how much do you believe in any of those teams so I think a case could be made that they are 7-0 uh, oh in the season. They have clearly one of the top maybe four or five players in the NBA. I don't know. You can make an argument. I'm not here to make that argument yet. I think that's something we got to bring in Kevin Allen and somebody else for to see where Antetokounmpo ranks. But across the board, they have balanced scoring and they are doing work. I mean, you look at, you have Brogdon, you have Middleton, you have Bledsoe. You have, you know, a few bigs in the mix uh, with Monroe and, and and a few others. So you have some guys on that team, uh, and they, they're getting balanced scoring, like five guys in double figures for them. So this team has some pieces. Do I think they can win the East? Realistically, no. But I think if you're talking about balling or falling to be in that conversation, I'm going to say they are Balling. Ballin', ballin'. Next up, let's go to a segment that we call the Lamont Award. I don't want to wish you no bad luck, but I hope your ship sinks. With no lifeboats and no life preserve and a school of piranha surrounding you, you big dummy. And Lamont was a big, big dummy. You know I love my old school television and I love my old school sound effects too. Hence, <laughs> at the beginning of the show... I, for headlines, I play the old UPI, API or AP, not API, but UPI, AP teletype machine. Now, people are like, if you're under, I guess, 50, you're like, what in the hell? What is that? Why is he playing that for headlines? Well, I can't think of any other side effect, sound effect that plays well for headlines, so there we have it. That's the sound effect. If you have any suggestions on that, I am open to that. And so uh, there are a lot of different ways I can go with the Lamont award, but I am giving the Lamont award. Of course, I am taping this on the day before Halloween. And I tell you what, I'm giving this award to all the people who want to move. There's a movement. There's a petition somewhere to move Halloween to a Saturday. (laughs) So this is such a all consuming emotionally connected uh, uh, holiday that you want to move to the weekend so you can properly embrace it. Well, you know what, I may be jaded cuz I don't have I only have my imaginary kids, not, you know, and my two dogs. That's all I have. So I'm I don't care about Halloween. I mean, it was fun when I was a kid. But Halloween stopped being fun a long time ago because of society. You, you, because hey, I don't care about Halloween. And I think that it's fun to have Halloween whenever, whatever day that falls on. If you want to, and anyway, people pretty much, they move their Halloween celebrations to the weekends anyway. So maybe we we'll cut down on trick or treating and everybody can make plans. I don't, I think before you have holiday as a, a holiday move to Saturday for Halloween, which has no real significance in our society from a religious standpoint. Before you do that, let's make the Monday after the Super Bowl a national holiday. Let's make the election day, national elections a, a voters' holiday. Let's let's do some real stuff. Halloween, look, people can party all Saturday. I'll do all that they want to do on Saturday and, you know, the weekend before. Well, probably yes, yeah, the weekend before. So many people had fall festivals and all that stuff over the weekend. It doesn't matter what happens tomorrow. And I'm rooting for rain tomorrow. So, you know, I hope the cold front comes in during prime trick-or-treating hours. So I hope that happens. I hate to sound like a Scrooge for Halloween, but what? Halloween? Really? Do you understand, people, since the first of September have had uh, Halloween decorations up? I mean, what in the hell is... If you want to be afraid, if you want to be scared, if you want to scare yourself, you want to scare the living daylights out of yourself, turn on the news. Just read the paper <laughs> or read the internet. Go see what some of these people are saying. Go listen to what things are really going on out here in the world. Go drink water in Flint, Michigan if you want to be afraid. There's so many things that we can do to, to scare ourselves. I don't care about Halloween. And if you sign a petition... To move Halloween to a Saturday, you are a big dummy. You big dummy. <laughs> <laughs> now, that being said, look, d Way love the kids. I, I will hand out candy. I do have a rule. You have to be, see, what you have sometimes is you'll have these teenagers that are, that are clearly too old. And I'm not talking 17, 18. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about 13, 14. The cutoff to me is 12. You're a teenager, come on. If you are sitting there listening to Cardi B and Nicki Minaj and and the Migos, and you know all the words, even when they are bleaked out, you know the real version, and you, no, no. I'm not giving you any candy. I don't care what you have on. No. And, And I actually offended some kids last year. I wouldn't give them candy. You're too old it's for the look it's for the babies it's for the little kids and i do I, I give good candy i do give good candy so that i will so i sound like a scrooge on them if that's a thing what would be a halloween scrooge I, I don't know but even though that's a thing uh i sound bad about that i do give out good candy not the best i, I don't go for like full big size snickers you know, I'm I'm big on the Tootsie Roll family. You know, you, 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 Tootsie Rolls are, are my thing. Won't give me out any apples. Apples will cost too much anyway. So, <laughs> I, so that's where I am with the whole Halloween thing. But I am like a Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter. That's I'll do that. Uh, that's that. But before I let go, I want to get into. I talked about this, and I think I teased this. I went to the State Fair class or oh, showdown. State Fair showdown. Which again was a great idea. Love the fact that Texas Southern plays in that. Love the idea. Was so excited to play uh, to call the game out of the Cotton Bowl. If you listen to the last episode, I was big on calling the game in uh, the Cotton Bowl. That was important to me. That was a whole lot of fun to me. The idea of that, and I really got caught up in that, and sort of nostalgic and like, I wonder if these walls could talk because they're old walls. I will say that, and I took some great pictures, and I did do my. Uh, fried food challenge i did the fried cheesecake i don't know how big that my brother was like no man you can get fried cheesecake at the rodeo i i looked and the lines were really really long but this is the deal it was so hard to get in that place because of dallas pd and if you know if you're listening in dallas look you know I'm not lying. Let me tell you, just I'm going to really try to make this brief. So I get down seven miles away from the stadium. Leave about two and a half hours before the game. Seven miles. Seven miles. Never been to the State Fair. Don't know. Not familiar. This is the last weekend. It was the last weekend of the State Fair. Go there. Okay, every, everything is smooth. Okay, of course, I got crossed up on one of these roads, missed the exit, and ended up seven miles down the road and had to come back because there's no easy U-turn in Dallas. That's a different issue. But that goes along with what I'm saying. So you, I get there, and I get to my entrance. Now, again, this is a full hour, maybe two hours before the game. Two hours before the game. Now, and, and I probably should have been there. Well, I know now. That I'll be there three hours next year, but you get there, you have a I have a parking pass for the media section. I have a it's a legitimate pass. Entrance is closed. He swore "Well, no, it wasn't closed initially." What he said was, "You have to go down and make a U turn. Couldn't make a left into that entrance." So you go down to make a, a U turn. The street is blocked off. Cops said, "Hey, that lot is full. You can't go that way." So. I go and ask an officer. He said, "Well, look, just go down to the exhibitors' entrance, okay?" So I go down, and they—they're they, so dirty how they did me. I mean, and I'm—I'm I'm sort of—I'm my language is breaking down because I—this was—I was not happy at all. So I go down this street, okay, this street where people are renting out their yards for people to park to go to the state fair i'm on i'm i don't know how far away i am from the stadium because i can't see the stadium i don't know where i am guy says i, I go up to the guy he says hey man the police officer told me that even though that lot was full i can get in here and he says well okay go up here and make a right what he did that was so dirty he just had me make a u-turn and it turned me right back out to the main road i was like, man now that dude i don't know what he's getting paid but he was really wrong for lying to me about that but he he played me he got me i'm sure he had he had a, a, a giggle over his his ripple or whatever he he drank later that evening so i'm like man i don't know if i can even get into this thing I don't know what to do. I don't know where I am in proximity to it. They I mean it's not like Houston where you you can find parking. This was bananas. So I finally I said, well, look, I may, I may have to go to Houston. i called my, my you know, I'm a program director. I call, I, mean, I called back to Houston. I'm like, man, I'm having a major problem here. And I've been keep in mind, I've been to NBA Finals, All-Star Games, Super Bowls. I've been to the huge event, Final Fours, never anything like this. So finally, I'm like, well, let me. I'm just going to turn down the street. So they opened the street back up, and they opened up the entrance. And they had plenty of parking for me. And then once I got in, obviously, the staff was all new. They didn't know where to send me. I went up and down the hill. It took me a long, long time. So I had come up with a few things that are easier to do than to get into the State Fair of Texas, which needs to be moved to Austin, by the way. I I mean, again, I have my own personal issues with Dallas. Here are just a few of them. Getting a driver's license from DPS down here at the Rosenberg location. Now, I know for many of you that means absolutely nothing. You don't know, have any idea what I'm talking about. But DPS, we know across the country it's a common thing that they're absolutely slow it takes forever well they've closed down many of these locations to get your driver's license in the greater houston area they're trying to make them super centers and they're under construction for months or years or whatever so you have to go way out the road it's easier to go there and he get a driver's license and stand in line. It's easier to vote on election day at 530 after everybody's getting off work than it is getting to the state fair. It's easier to get a patty pie. On the week of Thanksgiving than it is to get into the state fair. It's easier to have a funeral longer than Aretha Franklin's than it is to get into the state fair of Houston. It's easier to get R. Kelly to stop ordering yearbooks from schools that he or his kids don't go to. It's easier to get him to stop doing that than it is to get into the state fair. It's easier to get into the NBA and into the boudoir. Of a, of a kardashian than it is to get into the state fair it's easier to split a check 15 ways at olive garden without a problem than it is to get into the state fair classy and finally it's easier to get everybody in the family to pay their dues for the family reunion than it is to get into the state fair that being said if you want to go to state fair next year you need to leave now now once i was in there it was it was nice it was really crowded though and I realized how much I really despise crowds, but hey, it is what it is. It was fun. Saw big texts. did some things, and now I can say that I can cross that I've had fried cheesecake. I can cross all those things off of my bucket list. Uh, it was it was fun, and and I think we'll get a chance to do it again next year. And I'll prepare better next year. I will I will build in an hour and a half or two to get into uh, into, into the the venue. Uh, as it were. So Dallas, I'm telling you, man, you guys have some work to do on that. You need to come down to H-Town so we can show you how to host major events. Because uh, I heard Jerry World is really bad, too. So, And then getting out of there, I mean, again, I can go on and on. But needless to say, yeah, it was quite the adventure. I was so angry I was going to do a podcast in the car <laughs> coming back to Houston. So uh, that being said, we went down, lost the game, but won homecoming. Big-time homecoming for Texas Southern, and uh, we'll finish strong with a couple more games there. So with that, I want to remind you guys, before I let go. Before I let go, I want to remind you guys, hey, please give me some feedback. Do you want to do a live call-in show? Would you do it? When would you like to do it? Give me some feedback. Would you like the, the, the briefcast like I've done? Uh, what do you like? What do you? What, how do you want to interact? Because every time it's, it's a little bit difficult to get, you know, my co-hosts on the same page. So that's that's a challenge. Now, if we can continue to make that challenge and work through those things, or we can do it a little bit different, or whatever you have in mind, please reach out to me on Twitter at Wade's Word, and of course on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast, um, or on the uh, group page and the fan page on facebook reach out to me those ways and tell me what you think because again i really do listen to you guys and i really do respond to you guys we are going to do something for a maybe a a food drive or a turkey drive or something um coming up for thanksgiving that'll be part of a remote and you guys can listen to me every saturday 8 30 until 10 a.m on ktsuradio.com that is a live show many of you in the greater houston area you uh, I really appreciate you guys listening and I want to say hello to folks hey, I have my list here let's go let's say hello to folks in Seattle Washington uh Salem Oregon and Derrida, Louisiana. Now, so many other places have, are listening, but these are just three that I picked out of all the places around the country where people are listening. Uh, Derrida, D-E-R-I-D-D-E-R, Louisiana, Salem, Oregon, and Seattle, Washington. I want to thank those people uh, or from uh, wherever you are. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And, but specifically, I want to thank those uh, three places. And I'll start to do that. Uh, each and every episode make sure i thank some uh, folks from around wherever you're listening from i mean of course h sound represents me and they they love me and I love you guys back but folks from around the country thank you so much because again I don't want to just narrow it down to H-Town, I want a a broader appeal and talk about, I want to be free to talk about anything and everything and you guys listening all over the country lets me know that we're doing something right, so thank you so much for that and as always, have a great day
2: that ain't going ride on me You ain't gonna let me. Cause I know the real you I know you want this light I know you want this life. I'll only like you if I'm a man, that's the flow. All that token get you touched up, leave a blood bottle. Put it up. You don't really want no smoke. You do not feel a no slug. Money shot when I step in the club. I'll be tripping by the start of flood. Taking out a permanent mug. Triggers get it out the mud. Even the blind can see. All in the lights on me. Why they so down on me? Never say facts about me. I've been setting trends, i be been doing friends.